Welcome to the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Jeff Owens is the WEIUFM director at Eastern Illinois University, and Joe Gisandi is the author of Field Guide to Covering Sports, the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports and more. Now, let's go to the show. Welcome to the Sports and Media Show. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. I almost said I'm Joe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that's the way things are going in the state so, budget right now. You can be... We can be whoever we want to be. Interchangeable. There you go. Well, that neat topic that Joe brought up uh, offline that we've been kind of promoting today is what is your favorite sports movie? And I know that doesn't go along with talking about sports and media, but we can get into that a little bit if it's we have to. And it's in media. Yeah, there you go. So we yeah, we can justify it. And so we uh, we put it out there. What's your favorite sports me- uh, show? We've got a couple of already responses out there. Sports movie. Uh, Cody uh, Del Mendo, one of our former students sure. here at t- TV and journalism. Uh, Coach Carter. He said t- taught him a lot of life lessons. Um, a buddy of mine, Rob Patterson, had a tie, the longest yard original, and oh, then yeah, and that then, was a great movie. And remember the Titans. So, Ooh, so cool. we're hoping that even a couple of them. Dustin White, a guy who's a guest on here, has already uh, uh, told us Bull Durham, and he says it's not even close. I, 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 I we I, love Dustin, but do you agree with Dustin? Not um, even close. I think that uh, Bull Durham is one of. I would put it in my top five. I don't know that I have a one, but if I were to mix in my top five mix, it's one of my favorite sports movies of all times because of the characters. And that's the thing is, what makes, in your opinion, what makes a really great sports movie and how much sport has to be in it and how much sport should not, does not have to be in it? That's a great question. I, you know, that's a, you know, because a lot of people will think Caddyshack's a comedy. They'll say 10 Cups a comedy, but it, they both revolve around go- golf. You know, it, it's hard to say. I don't know if there's a right answer about that, but I think it has to have a, some kind of sports theme throughout the movie. It just can't touch on it and leave it. I would think that would be the way okay. to go. Now, I'm going to disagree with our friend, uh, Dustin White and say that, that Bull Durham's not even the best baseball movie. Field of Dreams is my number one without a doubt. You know, with those two movies, you know, talking about what type of movie, they're both about baseball yep. in different ways. I, they're two of my favorite movies of all time, but I don't think you could find two baseball movies that were any far different than one. Oh, exactly. One's a real gritty in many ways. I know it's comedic, you know, Bull Durham, but it's kind of a gritty more movie with the language and everything. And Bull Durham... Uh, I think we're going to have fun with our listeners, our viewers. They, yeah, yeah, Dustin well, White just says Field of Dreams isn't a baseball movie. Well, that's what I was going to say is it's 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 a movie about baseball in, in more senses than Bull Durham. Because Bull Durham's about the business of baseball. Yeah. Field of Dreams is about the spirit of baseball. Yeah, I'll give you that. Don't you think? Yeah. Andrew Hicks picked uh, Miracle, the hockey movie. Uh, so, but another good and, one. And I wonder how many people pick these movies because they like the story behind it, not the movie. Like, Miracle is just, how could you not write a good movie about Miracle? Yeah, yeah. Or Hoosiers, for that yeah, means. Hoosiers you know? is a good one. Those are stories. Uh, Hoosiers, which is in, in a recent list that's come out, has been a lot of his number one. Uh, how can you argue against it? It's just you get the small town team. It has it goes through it. But I think the best sports movies are the ones that aren't just about the business of sports. Like North Dallas 40 back in the day. Yeah. That was a, that was really in some ways a documentary of it. Yeah. Hoop Dreams. What an amazing documentary. Um, but that movie, even though it was a documentary, that transcended the sport. It was really about the economic and social challenges that people had outside of the courts. Um, yep. And Field of Dreams, I think, is, is perfect because it's the spirit of baseball and how it impacts people's lives. And it, 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 and it also did some of the real life because it has the real life characters and fantasy. Our buddy Trey, uh, uh, Trey Utzler, buddy of mine, uh, Blue Chips, I'm sorry, Blue Chips is not a top 20 movie. Yeah, that's Trey. wrong. Sorry. Love sorry, you, sorry, Trey. Trey. It might uh, be entertaining, but not number and one. And it is a sports movie. Yeah. It's just, 
you know, there's, sometimes there's personal personal now, choices. Now, here's one of the things. Is Caddyshack a sports movie? That was what often I looked on a couple of lists today because, you know, it's about golf, but it's really about everything else besides golf, but golf's the central theme. Well, it's, it's not a golf movie. It's more of a golf movie uh, in the vein <laughs> of Field of Dreams than I think Bull Durham because it's not really about the game of golf. Um, it's not... It's, it's really about... It's a comedy that uses golf. Yeah, think, that's, really. that's a way to say it, yeah. Whereas Tin Cup, everybody wants to call that a comedic movie. I find it a tragic. At the end, yeah. he can't bring it into himself to lay up, for God's sake, that he has to... I mean, this is a guy who has no money, and, and I understand the spirit of it, but there, it was just, he's an idiot at the end of that movie there. All right. How, I mean, it's, it's really about the game and not about the game. Now, there's another one, <laughs> Rich Orr. A great '80s movie, Vision Quest. Are you talking about the sci-fi movie? No, no, no. This is about the wrestler. Oh, the wrestling. I'm thinking. What was the other quest that was with uh, oh, that was Tim Allen? Quest Galaxy Quest. Galaxy Quest. Sorry, uh, which was far better than Vision Quest. Good job, no, Rich. Not, Rich. Vision, Vision Quest. Quest is a really good one from it, far back, though. It really it, is. It does. It it stands up a little bit today, but they didn't use very good equipment. And if you've noticed, the movie has kind of kind of showed a little bit of its age, but it got a great story. And there's not a lot of great wrestling movies. The Wrestler, I thought, was way too dark when it came out a few years ago. And yeah, I didn't like it as much. That, that was okay. What yeah. was the one that Breaking Away, the the bicycling movie? Was that yeah, the one? Yeah, it wasn't bad. That's I think Vision Quest is a lot like the Breaking Away. I mean, they're both good movies in their day, but I don't know how much they've they've held up, even though they're good stories. Yeah. Other stories, uh, other movies you like. You know, I, I put on my list. You know, Rocky, Field of Dreams, Major League. I love Major League. I don't know if it's a top one, but it's a funny one. It's entertaining. Entertaining. Hoosiers, Remember the Titans, Miracle, and We Are Marshall. We Are Marshall. A lot of these movies are. When, I'm, when I was noticing we were talking, when I sent it to you this morning, I was trying to think some more about it. And a lot of the movies that tend to do well and people like is when you have you have the underdog facing overwhelming odds to win. Yeah, and Rudy, it's nothing new. Yeah. It goes back to the Bible, David and yep. Goliath. You can go back to the Odyssey and, 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 and even in the Iliad in some ways. I mean, these are just stories that we've been telling for thousands of years. It just so happens to be about sports now. Like, Rudy was number one in some list. Yeah, and it's not... It's okay, but it's so over the top, I didn't know. It's not even in my top 20. Yeah. I mean, but that's... I just... Jerry Maguire by J J Jesse Meyer in there. A good movie, but again, it doesn't doesn't stand up to me to be in a top 10 list, but an entertainment movie. Uh, had a lot of good lines in it. You had me at hello and all the, you know, show me the money, mm -hmm. all that stuff. Uh, there's Rob Patterson just logged on. He's the one who had Longest Yard and Titans. Uh, Derek Dunn, Double D, had Eight Man Out. Eight Men Out, a good movie. What do you think of that one? I love I love baseball movies. I, baseballs are probably my favorite. If I had to have a genre of sports movies, Eight Men Out. Now, I'm going to tell you one that's and under... Baseball leads, lends itself, yeah. or has lent itself. Yeah. I don't know if it's better for it, but it seems like the better movies. Like, uh, Go ahead. No, I say, one of the underappreciated baseball movies actually got panned when it came out, and still today people think it was horrible, but it, it with, uh, with uh, Cobb. Oh, Cobb the movie. Yeah, Cobb the movie. I mean, if you if you go back and watch it and some of the stuff, and he, I thought, and Tommy Lee Jones did a great. It was a great cop. I, I think he's a great actor for that role, but I wonder how much of it is that sort of like the paraphrase. I won't use the cursing here. <laughs> Field of Dreams when 
when, when yeah, Joe we Jackson, didn't like that. We yeah. never loved that son of a yeah. know, fill it in anyway. But I tell you what, the movie I watched it again probably about a year ago, and I'm like, I still just I'm fascinated with the movie, and and Ty Cobb is one of those fascinating figures in history when you when you when you talk about him, he just he wasn't a nice person. He was probably a racist. From a really, yeah. and, and like yeah. many people from Georgia, yeah. and you know the turn of the century. Exactly. Ken Filipiaki agrees with me. Field of Dreams. Yeah. Oh no, it's a Field, field <laughs> of Dreams is about the spirit of baseball, which. In this country, we feel like it's the spirit of America, yeah. and and that's and that's really why that baseball and it's also really it's a movie about dads and sons. Yeah, and it's also about a guy who gave up his dream to help somebody. Remember the doc? So there's so many little little stories inside the oh, story. But, and 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 he gave up his dream for different reasons. Yeah. And his dad. It's really about sons and sons yeah. and, and, and fathers. Other ones on your list? Um, well, we talked about some of them. I, I think Hoosiers is yeah. just just an amazing movie. Not just because of the acting, because sometimes we have to think about how good the actors. Like Raging yeah. Bull, which is a tremendous yeah. movie, mostly because De Niro didn't he? he either got nominated or won yeah. the Oscar for it, uh, and that's that's really kind of a great movie about it. I, I like that one. Uh, some of the ones that were already mentioned, really. I love uh, I love Hoosiers. I love Rocky One. I think Rocky One is by far the best of them. And Rocky uh, Three would be next. Um, Rocky, yeah, I, I'm okay with all of them. I mean, yeah. I don't. I don't know which one I like best. I don't like Rocky Two as much, although that's listed a lot. Yeah, I thought well, I, maybe I think about Rocky Three because that was my like senior the year last in high school. Rocky. Yeah, it wasn't bad at all. The one where yeah. he comes back and coaches yeah. uh, the, the kids. Yeah. But Rocky One was is, is just that unique story of the underdog coming through, yeah. and it was about boxing, but it was about outside of all these good ones are outside Hoosiers. Even it's about a guy trying to find redemption as a coach. Exactly. You know, so a lot of these people trying to find redemption. That's why I guess. Rudy leaves me a little bit. It's like, where's... Well, and you found out afterward. It was great when you saw it, but then you found out that it was so fake, it wasn't real. It took away a lot from it. They, you know, they they really presented Dan Devine as a, as a really a, a not a nice person. That was far from the truth. And, you know, and they didn't give up their uniforms to, to let Rudy play. So a lot of it was fake. And I know that's Hollywood and everything. Um, so it is what it is. And that kind of took after where you found out about it. It wasn't near as good. The Natural. What do you think about The Natural? A lot of people I, love it or hate it. I was just going to mention it. I hate it. You hate it? Uh, and, and here's Wonder why. Boy. It's Wonderful. Well, the reason being is that I read the book by Bernard Malamud, and in the book, it really this is actually after a real life story. In, yeah. in, I mean, paraphrase. The journalist read the book. The TV guy watches the movie. <laughs> well, I <laughs> watched. Perfect. Well, our, our, our colleague we've mentioned before, Brian Poulter, uses it in his visual communications class because he says the lighting is extraordinary. And I mean, and he knows photography like yeah. I don't have a clue about. Uh, but I don't like it because it's not true to the book. In the book. This guy, he was in his troubles because he had done gambling yeah. and threw games. In the book, he does it again. He falls and he dies. Okay. It. And it's, it's sort of like if you ever read the book Jurassic Park, which was just an unbelievable, uh, and really an intelligent book. <laughs> um, they took all of that out and made it, they dumbed it down so that the grandfather in, in the movie in, in, in uh, Jurassic Park was a nice guy. In the book, he leaves the kids in the dinosaurs and runs to try to save his life. <laughs> and I, don't, I, I, don't, I like that part, you know? There Why you does go. everybody have to be nice? There you go. A couple of comedies, I think, that are maybe not top ten-ish, but in that vein of just great lines and great just parts of growing up. Varsity Blues and Waterboy. The Bill, wa Varsity Blues was mentioned earlier. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're goofy movies. I mean, I love them, but I don't consider them. Yeah, they're better. not top ten, but you know, when you talk about entertaining sports movies, Varsity Blues to this day, I can I can recite line after line in that movie. You know, just it just it's, it was so funny. And the Waterboy was just one of those. It was so dumb. It was funny, and then it kind of got panned. But then people really went back and watched it again and realized it was kind of neat the way that it was filmed. Just for anybody in West Orange, New Jersey. I mean, um, uh, Florida, Early. right outside Orlando. There you go. It's a um, I love A League of Their Own, too. I did not like that movie. I don't know why. 
Why, why not? I, it just didn't resonate with me at all. I don't know why. You don't like girls and women? No, I, not, not, I, love, I love you're women. You're against Title IX and people I want to talk <laughs> Tom about Tom Hanks, there's later. no crying in baseball. One of the greatest lines in movie <laughs> history. It just, it, to me, it just, I, I, don't, I tell you what it was. I don't like Madonna. I, I should just say it. Yeah, okay. I, and that's part of it. So but you I really don't like Vision Quest because she read. Didn't she no, I like Vision the, Quest. She, didn't she sing the theme song for she Vision did. Quest? Yeah. So. That was before she got weird, maybe. I don't know. Uh, I, Space I, Jam from Darius, a WEIU and uh, uh, Eastern alum there. Uh, I was not a Space Jam fan either because I don't like the mixture of cartoons and athlete or uh, mo- people in movies. And that, that I just Roger, don't like Michael Jordan, so that's it. Yeah, who framed Roger Rabbit and all that stuff. I don't like those you kind don't of like movies. Those uh, yeah, it's just not my thing. Yeah, I, I, I know, but it's popular. Well, they want to do Space Jam 2 still, I saw. Yeah, because if you're going to make some money on a movie, that's all that matters. Um, Bad News Bears. What do you think about the original Bad News the Bad, Bears? The original Bad News Bears was awesome. Oh, my Lord. It if was you great. If you haven't watched that movie, you need to go back to the one because the the acting in that, the characters. Jodie Foster, who married John McEnroe, another yeah. connection to a story I, I'd like to talk about yeah. a little bit. Um, Jodie Foster was a gr- she was the perfect kid in that. Yeah, I mean it was you know. Walter Matthau. Walter Matthau with his with drinking beer in the dag. Yeah, put your arm in the beer cans, boy. And you know, <laughs> uh, burrito moron spaz. Remember that line? That was, was uh, great. Oh gosh, you gotta love that one. Those are the ones I like to talk about. I appreciate everybody uh, there's, jumping there's really online. So, and there's so many, and yeah. everybody's talking about some of That's them. That's awesome. What one other one? Brian's song. I remember. Oh, that Brian! One. Grow up. I think it was the first time I ever cried about a movie. I think it was the first time I cried. Was what Brian's a baby? I know. I no, no, really. What a baby. At least I'm I never on saw it. This. You never cried in front of, in a movie. Uh, Come on, movie, Joe. The movie that made me cry. Uh, I'll tell you what. Seriously, at the end of um, Field of Dreams, when they say, "Dad, you want to play a catch?" Yeah. Even when I watch it now. I think we're about to cry. <laughs> um, it, no, that's. I mean, it's heartfelt because I was. That was my father and I had a really good relationship. There you go. And the connection really was baseball. There you go. I mean, not that we couldn't talk about other things, but baseball. Yeah, I agree. I mean, Same with my dad. I, yeah. the time I was two or three playing wiffle ball with him. Don't you? I agree 100. percent Yeah, I mean, yeah. There's just certain parts of movie. But Brian's song, I just remember being about eight or nine when that show came out, and you know, with Brian Piccolo and everything, and, and Gail Sayers, it was it was tough to watch. And I remember I had a little tear. It's like you just didn't you because know, it was so sad because Gail Sayers. I mean, all that stuff. It was just so cool, and it just it was, it was, it was yeah. a sad, sad story. Absolutely. There you go. Uh, so we appreciate everybody uh, honing in today on some of your favorite sports movies. I I don't think we had a favorite. Field of Dreams got a couple of votes, and. Uh, I think the other baseball movie, uh, Bull Durham, was uh, up there. So maybe those are our one and two in, in terms of our, our listeners of the Sports Media I'm Show podcast. I'm looking forward to others. I mean, one last one to throw out there, Glory Road. I like that one. It wasn't bad at all, yeah. Because it really True talked story. about a, you know, a, a time in Americana for sports and also society where changes were happening. Yep. And um, it, 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 that, that event of uh, Texas El Paso, back then Texas Western winning uh, the national championship, one of the seminal moments in sports in, in the United States, I'd say. Yeah, that was a great movie. I forgot all about that one. So there you go. Um, let's let's uh, switch. Uh, we can always go back to movies if people are out there uh, sure. want to do it. But you know, some of the things that are going on. Let's just go to the John McEnroe story. And I, I, I'm not as versed as you are on this. I know that he basically, in some sense, said something about Serena Williams that people didn't like. So go ahead and well, give us the backstory. It's, it's kind of funny because I didn't realize till the next day he has a book coming out. <laughs> so there's no <laughs> oh, surprise there you, yeah. as to why. But. I, it's clear to me when I read this story that it's summer and nothing is going on because this would not be a story in October. Yep. This would not be a story in February. Um, it's a story pretty much, if you haven't, haven't uh, uh, read it, uh, John McEnroe was asked, he was asked, he didn't come out and say that, 
What does he think is? We have a correction. Williams? I have to interrupt you. We have a correction. Oh, it was Tatum O'Neill. Yes, and that's who was married to John. Macklin. There you that's go. Very good, thinking. Shane Lowden in Florida. Thank Tatum you. Tatum O'Neill was in Thank Bad News Bears. Thank you for calling me out. He's a Michigan fan, so he really doesn't count. <laughs> oh, sorry, I didn't know he was a Michigan fan. <laughs> yeah, there you go. No, thanks, thanks, Sean. Shane, Shane. that's uh, made another mistake. Um, John McEnroe pretty much said he was asked, "What does he think of Serena Williams? You know, as yeah. as, uh, as being one of the greatest players of all time?" Well, he's on the record of saying. She's the most amazing player I've ever seen. He has said so many wonderful things about Serena. And he was asked, what does he think about it? And he goes, oh, I think she's just wonderful. But then he follows with, um, uh, she's not nearly as good. She'd probably be ranked number 700 among the men and things like that. That's, that's the part that was really surprising why. But, I, but you know, John McEnroe had a show he, in politics. He's trying to analyze things. He meant no disrespect to her. I, and he was interviewed yesterday on the yeah. show, too. He meant no disrespect to her. And I think people get too, um, feel like they're being disrespected too easily. I think that we, everybody has too much of a thin skin with all of this. And, and, you know, I hate to use the phrase political correctness. People go, oh, political correctness is wrong. There's some really good things for political correctness. Yeah. Don't be mean to people and others. But I think sometimes people translate to mean anything that bothers me. And yeah. I mean, obviously, if, if there's a word like the Washington Redskins, you know, something yep. called the Washington racial slurs, whatever it is, if that term bothers you, and I know it bothers you, I'm not going to say that in front of you. Yep. But if I'm going to give my opinion on something, if you're bothered by my opinion, that's on you. Yeah, I was in the same vein, I heard some people on one of the sports talk radio shows were talking about Diana Taurasi is now known as the best female basketball player of all time. And there's some people that are like, well, why do you have to say female? Well, because she's not the best basketball player of all time. You have to be able to differentiate. And I think what, what John Macro said is, is somewhat in that vein. Now, the other thing, I, I might disagree with him. I don't know if she'd be 700. She might be 200 or 100. Well, I don't know why he brought that number out. I mean, yeah, that's, I, I that's the only part of it that throws me. If he had said, oh, he probably, she probably wouldn't have been ranked in the top yeah. 100 or something yeah. like that. No, there's not. It was um, who, who was it? Was it her sister who played a player years ago? Uh, uh, because there was talk. I forget who yeah. the, the player from Australia was sort of saying, "Oh, uh, those women shouldn't even be playing tennis," which is garbage. Women's yeah. tennis is probably more entertaining now than the men. It's more popular than um, men, I think. And she got crushed on there. But you know, you're asking. It, it's okay to say that someone's the greatest female player of all time. Yeah, it's just like um, it's because just... she is the greatest female tennis player of all time. That doesn't detract, and that doesn't mean that she's well, any less of a player. That does. As a matter of fact, if you're listening to the top 100 list, just because someone may be the third greatest tennis player of all time on my list of top 100 athletes of America, that doesn't mean that she's not going to be over them. I would put Serena Williams over almost every male tennis player in the United States if you're looking for the 100 athletes. What do you think? I agree with 100%. And the other thing, I heard a great caller call in. Men and women don't play against each other in sports, so we have to differentiate when we say right. who's the greatest baseball or the you know baseball when to fly about tennis and golf and swimming because we don't they don't swim against each other they don't run you know there's no sports where we we, we compete right on on the field with them so we you got to say they're the best male and the best female who cares we so, got to get over some of this stuff so should we you know to make it fair and you know maybe this is the way to make it fair if we say that um, I don't know. Pete Sampras or Roger Federer is the greatest men's player of all time. Should that, we throw the men in front of there? I think probably we should, and that maybe would. Again, we're 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 appealing, and we're we're 
you know, whatever, bowing is, down is, to is, political correctness. No, but is that more accurate? It is accurate because he, you know, who, I don't know who the greatest men's tennis player is of all time. Bjorn Borg, I think. I don't know. what. I don't have a clue about that. I think Borg could have been. He, he retired too early that in his time, I think, yeah. that he could is have Is it been. Pete Sampras? Is it I John McEnroe? I would say Macaron? it's Federer or Sampras okay. at this point. I, I mean, you don't always want to go with titles, but if yeah. you got that many majors, yeah. those are two amazing players. So but I think that's a great – Joe, you might have made the greatest point you've made on this show. Maybe we should start doing that when we do when you do the list of the, those kind of sports. It's, it's, it's insane men's. But, you know, Michael Jordan is the best men's basketball player of all time. Right. Because <laughs> it's, it's unfair to say that because the, the top woman – athlete for the decathlon well they do the pentathlon yeah. or sprints is not going to beat the top 100 meter runner is not even close to Usain Bolt and it's unfair to say that it is but it's also unfair to say that uh, to diminish and say you'd finish this in the men because you're not yeah. if Usain Bolt was had women's uh, uh, biology he would be you know maybe he maybe he wouldn't be as good as the best woman for I think people just are getting too it's like they find this. something they can just tie on to and they go crazy with and, it and it's a slow week when this is a big story. Yeah. And Serena actually went out there and she felt she was upset And she'd about actually, it. they found something that she had said like in 2013, right? That she had actually said she wouldn't even be in the top 20 of women, of yeah, men. Yeah. yeah, I think that. And, and also, if you go back again, go read it for yourself. John McEnroe has said nothing but just glowing things, saying that probably one of his best performances she had in one event, yeah. one of the best players of all time. Um, but, you know, maybe, you know, these... These discussions, whether it's this or about racial uh, logos, it, it, it helps us to think better, and it's always a good thing yep. to reflect on. One other thing I want to touch base on this week in the Sports Media Podcast is uh, the Cubs. Uh, Matt Byrne says, remember the Titans by far. Okay, Matty, thank you. That's in my top ten for sure. I'd agree with you. Um, is the Cubs catcher, or now he's the Cubs ex-catcher, Miguel Montero, this week, basically threw Jake Arrieta and some of the Cubs pitchers under the bus, and the Cubs were going to have none of it, and immediately – just designated him for assignment, which is a fancy way of saying they cut him. Uh, your thoughts on that? Well, I, I haven't read a whole lot on it, just a little bit from, from this morning. Uh, there's no way they cut him just because of that. <laughs> no, I, I yeah, he's you a 12-year-old. He underperforming. They've got a great young catcher. They've they got, got a great him. young catcher in the minors they want to bring up. Montero had kind of lipped off last year. Yes. Lips off again this year. The Cubs are, st- are really are not really playing like everybody thought they were. A lot of Cubs fans I think thought this year was going to be like 140 and 22, and they were going to dominate. And no, <laughs> yeah. baseball is the <laughs> toughest sport. And so, uh, and so, it, it, I thought it was interesting, you know, that Montero went to the media and said what he said, and the media took it and ran back to the Cubs, and the Cubs said, okay, if he really said that, we're gone. He's gone, and Montero is now trying to apologize and doing all the I, I, thank you Chicago for all my time. But uh, I don't think you're going to see Montero on a on a team anytime soon, unless somebody has a a, dr- a drastic in- injury, because I don't think they're going to want that. Because every time he catches, he's going to be Who asked. Who knows if it was really that disruptive? I, you know, we ultimately we think we know about these. Well, things. I wanted to bring on the other side. I just want to say is, I, if I thought that he could make my team better, and I'd bring him in and say, "Listen, you're not going to say this garbage publicly, right?" And, but and then go out and, and say it because Buster Posey, see, he says the same thing. He's not leaving the Giants. Yeah, that's why. And that's why I wanted to say, what Sanchez if for, Gary Sanchez for the Yankees? Yeah. No, he's a young talent. They're what if Montero is right? What? What if he was right, that the Cubs pitchers are the reason that we're not doing as well and I can't throw guys out? No one even gave him the benefit of the doubt of checking on to see if he was right. He was like, uh, someone, someone will, though. I mean, I think They someone, will, but no, as of now, the Cubs didn't. They said, nope, you're gone within base, 24 the hours. baseball people, they look nowadays with the film and the sabermetricians and just looking at these guys have a good eye. Um, if somebody out there sees that that's absolutely right, that he, and this is a catcher worth having, at least as a backup, he's going to get signed. I, 
I suspect he will be. Um, although I, I'm not going to argue that I have the insights or the expertise <laughs> to say that. It'll be interesting. But it'll be interesting to see whether or not. Like the Cardinals or the Brewers or somebody in the division calls him up because he may have some insight to help beat the Cubs. Knows the pitchers and all of the other so, things there. What if Cubs fans, Miguel Montero was right? Just think about that because your team, all the Cubs fans were so happy to get rid of him. But what if he was right? Just he, think about absolutely. that. Absolutely. You never know. Like, I hope someone breaks down a game or two. Yeah. And I know he was struggling. He had a lot of guys stealing on him, but you never know. So. And, he, and you know what? I don't think he's going to say that unless he's really frustrated. I believe Miguel Montero believes that. I believe so, too. A 12 year veteran who's been around the league and has had some success, I had has to have some reason he would say that. You're not going to throw Jake Arrieta under the bus. Not your ace. No. So. Other things on your list, Mr. Joe? Really one other. It's about, um, there was a piece in the Washington Examiner, which is, uh, I don't know, it's uh, it's one of those papers that um, you want to double check on sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and again, they do some good things in there too, obviously. But they had an editorial, and this is a whole thing about the elections and fake news and verifying and media literacy. They had a piece in there written that said, the headline was 45 years after Title IX, America's boys need equal protection. And this whole piece was talking about how Title IX is ruining boys and men's sports. Yeah, because um, they're not making any money and no one's having any success. Right, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> well, that's exactly right. But the first thing I always look at is, okay, who is this guy? And they said, oh, he's from the American Sports Council. I'm like, okay, what's the American Sports Council? It's a Facebook and blog page. It's just somebody who's written on about eight times and all it is is I hate Title IX and boys are suffering. You know, I think sometimes what happens is, you know, why give voices to people like this who are in, not in the mainstream? It's the same way the other day someone, on, uh, a friend of mine on Facebook was saying that global warming is not true because this one person <laughs> went out there who's a scientist saying, yeah. okay, let's go get counter to 97% of the other people. Yeah. And she said, this person should have equal view. No, it's like in the 3%. No one believes it to be true. So why, why is this? Title IX is one of the most invaluable things that has happened in the United States. And football programs are making more money. Go to any high school. I bet the men's facilities in, in every university are, have it better than the women. And think about the travel arrangements. Think about the money that's being spent on that. It's just a joke. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I, like I said, I mean, it, it doesn't make any sense. I mean, Title IX is equal things out. And it's it's the way it should be. I mean, on, on a, it, things should be fair. And it's a free country. And everybody should have the exact equal opportunity as everybody else. And I think that's what's... That's what Title Line's about, so well, uh, I say hooey to that guy. <laughs> I know. And just for those of you who don't th think otherwise, go look it up. There's a lot of places you can look. USA Today has a regular one. Uh, the Knight Foundation has something for this. There's all kinds of material out there that talk about Title IX and the monies that's being spent on it. Uh, I, even in our own conference, the Ohio Valley Conference, I, I went through all the budgets last year just to find out. There's only one school in the Ohio Valley Conference that pays more money for women than men. SIUE Edwardsville does. Other than that, it's being spent more in men. There you go. I like Only other topic I want to touch on because we're about out of time. Who we? Yeah, just who we. <laughs> <laughs> and SIUE, by the way, is probably one of the up and coming schools in the state. So it is. In our great state of Illinois with no if budget. You never get a budget. Yeah. Which, yeah any know. of us. Uh, Major League All Star Game. Um, any interest at all? Are you, are you one of those guys that sit down and watch it from beginning to end, or are you just it's on in the background? If. I have the opportunity. I like to watch it from beginning to end. It's the only all-star game that's really interesting to me uh, because the players, even though they play interleague, you know, a couple times, here, yeah. you've got the you've got the greatest players in your sport in the middle of the season going all out. 
Name another All-Star game that that happens. There's none. <laughs> There's absolutely none. No one goes all out. It's not it's, hockey's in the middle of the season, NBA, but they they're you know they're just going to score. No one's really playing good defense or anything like that. It's a great it's a great day and great moments. I look forward to the uh, the home run contest. Yep. You got Aaron Judge who's got 27 homers already. Who's the kid from uh, 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 the Dodgers? Cody Bellinger. Oh, he's yeah. got 24. Yep. You've got some really young, great talent. This is, I think, this is going to be looked back as one of the golden ages of baseball with all this young talent that's coming yeah. out over the last three. Because it's either home run or strikeout right now. Well, did you see the piece yeah. that was written last yeah. week on that? Yep. Uh, it's, it, yeah, that's the way it's been probably for about five or ten years. There you, you know? go. All right, Joe, we'll finish up. If you had to watch, if you could watch one sports movie tonight, what, what would it be after all the sports movie talk? Wow. Okay. If I'm watching any of those sports movies, I would be torn. I, I would be torn between Hoosiers, Field of Dreams, and Bull Durham. All right. Uh, and maybe Rocky. <laughs> Joe can't. But, but if I had one, it would be one of those four. Okay, if you had one. <laughs> I, uh, I think Rocky, the original Rocky. You can't ever go bad back bad if you go back to that and watch that. Let's go make some Philly cheesesteaks. <laughs> and watch Rocky. Get a big glass of milk and put some eggs. No in eggs, no eggs. Eggs in a glass no, and we'll no, go no, watch no. it together. All right. We'll be back next week. I'm Jeff. I'm Joe. Have a good day, everybody. We hope you enjoyed the Sports and Media Show with Jeff and Joe. Check back weekly for the next show. This is the sports podcast that talks about the media's coverage of sports.